And we're live from Harrison County, West Virginia. We want to welcome you to the Healthy Harrison podcast. This is a show designed to help you change your state. I'm Amy Haberbosch Wilson, and our special co-host today is our very own John Paul Nardelli. He's executive Thanks for having director. me. Yeah, go ahead. I'm a rookie at this. I'm already <laughs> tripping over you. I'm sorry. That's no. all right. John Paul is the executive director of the Healthy Harrison and really the one responsible for leading North Central West Virginia into a healthier place. What a difference you've made over the past few years. So yes, welcome, John Paul. Great Thanks, day. Amy. Really appreciate it. Honored to be on here with two, two of our board members. So uh, definitely couldn't do it without our team. Uh, really great team and um, really excited to, to be on the podcast today. Amy, you've done such a great job of getting this thing off the ground and um, really excited about our host. I'll kick it back to you to do a formal introduction. All right, great. Thank you. And we're, sleeping, we're streaming this program live today on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as on the statewide distribution network of our media partner, westernunionnews.com. Every week at this time, we chat with individuals who are focused on the mission of Healthy Harrison. We're fostering measurable improvement to the health and well-being of our citizens in North Central West Virginia. Today, our host today, or our co uh, guest today, I'm sorry, is Mandy Curry. Welcome, Mandy. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be talking with you and John Paul today. We're excited Happy to have you. Mandy is the co-founder of Healthy Kids, Inc. and Business Uplifted. Mandy's from Bridgeport. She graduated from Bridgeport High School and received a finance degree from WVU. Ten years ago, Mandy and her husband, Kurt, felt inspired to create a series of businesses around food, health, gardening, and children's health. Most recently, she began working on a project to create central kitchens throughout West Virginia to prepare chef-led, from scratch, healthy foods for children in childcare centers. Mandy and Kirk are co-founders of Healthy Kids, Inc., Start a Garden, Project Healthy Kids, Business Uplifted, which is a consulting group, and MandyCurry.com. So you two are very busy. <laughs> Oh, keep, it's, it's so fun, though. It all seems to just flow and they all kind of have their ebbs and flows throughout the, you know, as well. And they're and they're actually, strangely enough, all starting to kind of commingle a little. So oh, nice. Really nice. Yeah. Well, welcome. We're excited thank to have you. So you. Much. Yes, thank you. Well, I'm going to turn it back over to you. And let, I know your bio was a little bit longer, so I'll let you explain you know, your background and what brought you back here and how you got started. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, I grew up here in, in Bridgeport and you know went to school at WVU, as you mentioned. And then my husband and I moved to Charleston and we spent uh, about almost about 18 years down there in Charleston. I was in the banking industry. And so I ended up spending a full 20 years in banking before I pulled out and then went into full-time entrepreneurship. And, and some of that also happened while I was in the corporate world too. But we started to, my husband and I both started to feel that kind of desire to want to begin to create some resources you know we this was more out of our own personal kind of needs uh, we got very focused we had we had small children at the time so we got very focused on children's health family health kids health and so we created some solutions that help with that and so that went on for you know a number of years and about five years ago we felt a very intense desire to come back home to Bridgeport and so we've been here you know, we live in the country we, where I grew up and we've been out here for five years and, and, and it's, it's a whole new way of experiencing life than even how I grew up. Um, so anyway, it's also very fun and that much of this has now led to, um, you know, consulting now in food and, and, and in health as well. And that kind of leads me to where we're at right now, but it, it's been very timely. It's exciting that there is, 
you know, a real interest in, in health right now. There has been, obviously, for many years. I've been doing this for 10 years. There wasn't always that much interest. So when I started this 10 years ago, probably, you know, Jump, I don't remember exactly when you and I met, but you were very much like a pioneer kind of on the cutting edge of this as well, you know, in this area. Now there is so much more interest. And so we're seeing so many more partners wanting to hop on board of all of this. So the time just feels really good for us. You know, some of us have been in this for a while. And so we've, we've kind of, you know, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily say patiently waiting, but now it's like, we're, there's just so much more momentum that I feel like that's happening. And so anyway, it all feels really, really good. And I feel some holistic kind of stuff happening. It's really, it's really, it's an exciting time. And, and it what's happening I, I, in Harrison I County agree. feels really good. So yes. No, you're right. It, it's not like a, I think sometimes places feel like it's a trend. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It makes sense that it's now is the time. I don't know if it's a COVID thing or, um, we, we had a period of 10, 20, maybe even 30 years of just being blah for West Virginia. Um, really good food. We were known for our food. We still are, but we, we need to get back and change those numbers mm-hmm. and our ranking. Indeed. Go ahead, John Paul. I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I, I just, um, you know, it's just so exciting to have you on the show today in, in so many different ways, but one thing that you said multiple times as part of your introduction, um, you mentioned the word desire. And, and you know, I, I did, I met you uh, roughly five years ago and you had tell, told me about Healthy Kids Inc. And the one thing that differentiates you from so many people um, in the community isn't so much the desire because I, I meet people all the time with the desire to do things all the time. <laughs> um, what I see that really makes you stand out is that you take that desire and you do something with it. I mean, like, like Amy had mentioned, your bio is too long to read. That's part of the show. And you've created so much. Um, and I know this is a lofty question, but I, I'd really like for us to start by you, having you address what it is you think that, um, makes you capable of, of taking those desires and then putting them into action. Mm, for sure. Yeah, it, it, that's interesting. It's, that's an interesting perspective on all of it. And, and that desire is strong and it, it varies in kind of different ways, but it stays until the action happens. So it's not like, mm. a, um, it's not like it's something that will be missed. <laughs> I mean, it'll just keep there. It'll keep staying there and just keep building, building, building until some sort of action happens and yeah, takes place. Yeah. And, um, and maybe that's a good kind of, you know, reminder for all of us that we don't miss anything that we're supposed to be doing in life. Like we'll keep getting the nudges until we actually do it. But, um, but yeah, so, so, and also I think too, it's about surrounding, you know, yourself with, with a good, with people, you know, who have common mm-hmm. visions and you're one of them. Absolutely. And I love being able to go and have coffee with you and we can just talk. And it just, I often kind of think that what we're creating here in this, I believe in this county, in, the, in our area, you know, that vision is already there. We're just following the breadcrumb trail to all of it unfolding. And mm-hmm. so it's like every conversation that we have gets us like a little closer or might connect us to the next person or to the next thing. 
And through this process, it's just all unfolding through all these conversations and connections. So it's really not that hard for all of this to unfold. We just have to kind of stay in our hearts is what I always say, like not overthink it in our minds, but, and just keep letting the intuition and inspiration just guide us and it guides us in the right place. And it's not a straight line ever, you know, that breadcrumb trail is real. It's like a maze sometimes, but, but that's what we're on. I mean, there is a higher vision unfolding, I believe in this community. And that's, that's the path that we're, that we're on right now. It's exciting. I love that. And I love that you take action. I mean, it's, you, you do such a good job of, like I said, just taking a vision and putting it into action. And I think that that's a difficult challenge and you've certainly got the gifts to be able to do that. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, I think that, and and with the central kitchen project, you know, this is taking even, you know, this is even taking me into a different uh, kind of level of action with this. And so, yeah, and we'll talk about that, you know, um, I'm sure in just a few moments, but, but you're right. We're kind of at that point now for all that, that the action is needed by all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all kind of doing our part, but that action is definitely needed for, for this to happen. It is, yeah. We'll, we'll go ahead and explain the Central Kitchen Project. Now's the perfect okay, time. Sure, for sure. So I, I, you know, for the last 10 years that I've been in this kind of health and children's health, I've been working with a group in Charleston. They're a nonprofit called Keys for Healthy Kids, and they've been very big into kids' health, advocating for kids' health, and also working with childcare centers. And so they were, they received about two years ago, um, a, a grant from the Benenum Foundation. And this grant was to further their work with child care centers. A piece of that grant was to explore the concept of central kitchens. And the, the, the mindset behind that is that, you know, we have daycares all across the state. In many cases, it might be a teacher who is also teaching and preparing the the meals for kids. Or, I mean, they're doing many roles and a lot of daycares don't have a dedicated cook. Mm -hmm. And even those that have a cook, that's still a lot for one person to do. And so what we have found is that many are overwhelmed by the food process and preparing foods. And so that results in not maybe being able to serve the foods that they would love to serve. I mean, naturally they would love to serve more fruits and vegetables, but they don't have the time to chop and prep and cut. And so a lot of times it's just, what can we kind of heat or reheat? And there's no judgment in that because I mean, we're all just trying to make it through uh, just as we are at dinner time at night. I mean, we're all just trying to kind of make it through. So we began to explore this idea of central kitchens and this is happening across the country. But it's the idea of creating regional central kitchens that can prepare this, these meals and then deliver it to these childcare centers. And the idea with this is these would be chef-led, this is a, from scratch, healthy meals using as much local foods as we can. And also what makes us a little tricky is that we also have to meet, we kind of have to stay within a box. And that box is that we have to meet certain nutritional criteria. We have to have so much, you know, it's very, um, you know, kind of from the outside looking in, you would probably, one might say, this is a rather kind of, these are strict guidelines that have to be met for children, just as they would in schools. So meeting those strict guidelines, but yet being able to produce these meals at a certain dollar amount, it's really, it's been pretty tricky. It took me six months to just build the meal plan for one month. (laughs) That's amazing. 
so it so this was a way for us to actually instead of like harping on you know start with it you know cook those healthy meals this is actually taking the pressure off and saying okay we will do this we'll create these central kitchens we'll prepare the foods for you bring the, the talent in and have them ready for you and so it's it's exciting because we also think that as we got involved in this project we began to see how these central kitchens once we have these in different regions across the state, it's almost like you can then layer on the onion. These kitchens can then help with senior meals. These kitchens could then help with backpack program. They could then help with, you know, what after school, summer programs. I mean, you can then begin to layer on the onion of all the ways that these central kitchens can support communities and community feeding. And that becomes a much bigger conversation. But to me, that's really exciting because we can start to kind of turn the tide a little bit on, on the meals that, that children and communities are receiving. Were the communities receptive? Um, what was, as far as the participation, how was that? Yeah, I mean, we're just getting this off the ground. So we are starting first with the childcare centers um, mm -hmm. and that's, our, that's, our, that's where we're at right now in the process. So we're launching the very first one will be in Mon County in Morgantown at an incubator kitchen. So we're partnering with the Mon County Commission and they just uh, constructed this new building that also contains WVU extensions, uh, ag and 4-H. So it's this perfect partnership. And so we're working with them and their kitchen is almost complete. We're almost ready. So we think that in roughly November, we'll start piloting these first meals We've been doing a lot of testing in the last couple of months, actually testing every recipe in a test kitchen with the chefs and tweaking them and going through that process. So we're really close. And, and you know, by end of this year, we'll have the first pilot off the ground. And then next year, you know, we have plans to keep, you know, keep doing these kitchens across the state. And then, you know, adding more and more childcare centers and, and serving more. But already, even in just Mon County, we're starting to talk about how can we help, you know, with homeless meals? How can we help with more, you know, add, you know, to help even with senior meals when needed? I mean, those types of things. And, and Amy, you brought this up earlier. The whole COVID conversation has really brought to light just feeding in general. And, and how can we also meet the needs, but also add that from scratch twist to it? Because the from scratch is really where... Um, I mean, that's where, that's the nutrient, that's where the nutrients come, we right. believe at least. I mean, so, so that's an exciting piece of it. Well, the whole concept is exciting. So I'm, I'm anxious to, to follow this now and bring one here. John Paul, did you have another question or? You know, I, I think it's so compelling how you use the metaphor of an onion. And, and, you know, I think that's so true. But what I, what I find fascinating is in the times that I've had an opportunity to talk to you about this particular project, <clears throat> I recognize the magnitude of the work that's involved. Um, but yeah, again, you're the, you're the right person for the job. And also um, what I think is so key and fundamental is the foundation that you're building um, by focusing on healthy meals, centrally lo located and using items from scratch um, it really does create the type of change that we all seek in health initiatives, right? We want long, sustainable um, ideas that won't just, you know, somebody swooping in and, and doing a quick project and then things ended in, in that formation. So I, I just think it's so interesting 
the process in which you're doing this and the methodology behind it all, because I do, I do see it as a long-term sustainable project that'll inevitably touch on not only children, but um, seniors in the community and those who are really in most need of, of assistance. So I'm just really excited about the project. Well, I think that you're right. I mean, what we hope comes out of this is that we begin to create some infrastructure around, um, around these types of meals. And so, you know, for example, in this menu planning process. So I'm, I'm you know, we're, we're pretty clear. This is not, a, um, a, the business model is tight on this. You know, we, yeah. so just as a point of reference, how this works in the school systems and in these, in, in childcare centers, they receive a reimbursement for meals and the reimbursement can kind of vary, but let's just say the top of the line, the reimbursement they might receive for a lunch meal, $3 and 66 cents is roughly what it is mm-hmm. now. So I have to then, find a way that we can produce these meals. We're trying to, you know, in, our, in the calculations, can we produce a, a healthy from scratch using as much local produce as possible meal for about a dollar 50. That's what we're wow. working in, a dollar 50. That's, that's amazing. But it's so fun because, and, and, and many, so for example, one of our favorite meals that we have that we've been testing and we really like, it's just, a, so I'll, I'll kind of run through what this one is. It's a, it's a ground beef, it's a, it's a ground beef taco bowl, essentially. It's a ground beef with cilantro rice and, and a mango salsa. So as we kind of think about the, like the food components for kids. So it's, we're using ground beef. Within the ground beef, we have, you know, we're sauteing onions in there. We also added beans to it. The beans are pureed. The kids will have no idea that the beans are in there, but yet they're getting them. This is the fun stuff for us. So we're making the rice. It's a cilantro lime rice. So it's perfect. It's got a little bit of flavor to it. And the salsa, the mango salsa is, is all of your like typical vegetable salsa, you know, your Roma tomatoes, your peppers, mm. and add pineapple and add mango. This dish is so, and then we're also adding a little bit of romaine lettuce to that. That's, that's one example of like one of these dishes that we were like, man, this is so good. We could just eat it every day. And we've got that to where it's about $1.14 for us to produce that per serving. So that's a home run to us. Now, but not everyone is quite at that range. You know, I have been like obsessed with trying to create this homemade grilled cheese and tomato soup because I wanted to make, you know, the tomato soup from scratch using all fresh Mm. local Roma tomatoes, you know, pulling all that in and adding more beans to it. They'll never know, (laughs) but we're going to add more more fiber to their diets. And I've got that one. That one's over, you know, that one's a little over $2. So my goal is to try to kind of get them to average out, you know, for the week that I'm kind of at that $1.50, but um, you know, it's tricky. So, so cooking from scratch is, you know, can be, you know, quite less expensive. I have, a, I have more labor costs, obviously, in this model, mm-hmm. because these are a little more time intense to make. So we're still within that range. But, uh, but yeah, so it's a tricky kind of balance with all of it. But man, we have a blast with these, you know, the whole goal is like, how much fruits and vegetables can we weave into these kids' meals? Without them knowing. Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah. without good. them sometimes knowing. Like, you know, every, you know, breakfast that we make, you know, it's like a carrot muffin. Well, you know, they're not really even gonna know the carrots are in there, quite mm-hmm. frankly. And and so it's, you know, sweet potato waffles. Like that's so fun. So just little things like that for kids. I mean, we hope that through this, you know, this is kind of the pie in the sky idea, but. That, that kids, you know, zero to five just start to love 
food and just want to try and be experimenters so that when they get to elementary school and go beyond that they have that you know that when the schools you know want to try all of these strategies too that they've got willing participants you know adventurous eaters who are like yeah let's do i'm ready for it and so i you know we're just hopefully kind of building the next generation of, of adventurous food eaters i love it and there's probably plenty of adults that can't wait for something like that either yeah <laughs> yeah for sure well real quick yeah, I I double. Gonna, sorry, i'm sorry ahead. i was going to do a commercial break for um i want to thank this podcast is brought to you by wvu medicine uhc wvu the State Journal, WestVirginiaNews.com, and Interaction Media. Go ahead, John Paul. No, a quick shout out to the healthcare workers too. I, I know that um, I get emails from the WVU Medicine Healthcare System and they're working extra hard for us. So big shout out to them and thanks yes. for all they're doing out there. Um, uh, you know, it's interesting because uh, this this call means a lot to me on a number of fronts. Number, one of which is that, you know, with Healthy Harrison, this is a uh, big component of what we're trying to achieve in the communities, healthy communities. But as a parent of four who serves peanut butter and jelly every morning uh, and chicken nuggets uh, <laughs> every day, um, not out of desire to do that, but out of knowledge that uh, my life will be really tough if I don't serve <laughs> those items up. Um, the idea that someone's out there exploring ways to reinvent the meal model for children is is great news for us as parents. Um, I know that it's a struggle with most parents um, to try to sneak those things in, but you know, nutrition is so fundamentally important for growth, and we we all want the best for our children. Um, but it's really a tall challenge. So yes, it's fun and exciting, but it's also a really important component um, to those of us out here who are. Um, you know, not as experienced in this field as you to be able to experiment and, of course, have the um, the chef working. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I'm really yeah. kind of interested to, to share more uh, with our audience on how you engage the chef and, and how you've been able to integrate them into your uh, project. Yeah, we've been working with the chefs kind of in our businesses for, you know, the last 10 years. But and, and that's been really fun for us. And, and pulling the chefs into this model has been exciting too. You know, what we're seeing, this from scratch model is tricky because again, you know, these are new kind of ways of working with foods and fresh foods and pulling it all together. And um, I spent two weeks. So we, we did a test kitchen where we brought the chefs in and we tested every one of these recipes in, in the chef environment. We had three chefs and myself for the week. And you know, just that their level of, of, of experience, the way that they, they, it's so wild, like even watching how they eat, it's like there's like a, a, I don't know, their palates are so refined. I mean, they can taste if there's like a teaspoon too much of pepper. And I'm like, how is that possible? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just bizarre to me, but they are so good at what they do. And, and it's just, and the way they almost describe the way that you eat and, and process food, it's almost like a, it's like a step-by-step -step process of like the way that I can't even describe it, but I'm just in awe of them and their experience. And, and they too have such a love of food. And, and I feel like this is almost what, what we're almost kind of closing the loop. You know, we, the chefs have been out there for a long time. We have chefs, Pierpont, you know, culinary, uh, CTC here locally. I mean, they're, 
they're creating, you know, they have a chef a culinary program and, and actually the, one of the gentlemen who's helping us as a chef advisor, he was a teacher there, an instructor there for 20 years. Wow. And so, that's amazing. yeah, I mean, that's been, it's been really cool to have that experience just in the color, you know, just about how to create these foods, because I guess what's kind of different, especially in the central kitchen model is, you know, not only we have to, you know, our model is slightly different in that we had to prepare meals and then transport them. So how can we ensure that the meals taste as good two hours later as they did when they first came out? And so that's a process that we studied too. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's just all these, it's almost like we've just, we were like food scientists in those like two weeks, you know, it was, it was the funnest thing, but that's the, that's the experience that the chefs bring into this process. And I believe John Paul, that that is another kind of side shoot that may come out of this is how can we begin to create these types of training programs that will then, you know, that where we can go into other, maybe it's going into those who are producing senior meals, maybe it's even going into schools or whatever, and doing this from scratch training to help those who are already preparing these meals. I feel like that might be something that's coming to help to kind of bridge this gap of, you know, of, of taking food to the next level. I love the idea of buying local, using local, um, and born and raised on a farm myself, a family farm that's still active. Uh, how does that work? And have you had great participation? Uh, how are you finding the, the local? Yeah. And so again, we're still just getting this off the ground, but that's mm -hmm. been a big part of it. You know, we spent a whole year. Um, this was just my husband and I trying to research um, you know, what we want to be able to do is obviously we have these menus to then proactively go to the farmers and say, this is how many pounds of Roma tomatoes we would need to be able to provide for this number of childcare centers. So we can kind of reverse engineer this and, and then the farmers can then begin to plant with intention, knowing, okay, I know for sure I'm going to need 500 pounds of tomatoes this year for this project. And that's the type of, of, of how we envision partnering with these farmers to be able to bring that in so that they know exactly where their food is going to go. Um, that's important for us too. The, you know, this kind of, uh, we have to keep track of where everything comes from. So there's kind of that traceability um, and a lot of paperwork that goes along with that. But we're ready for, like, we're so excited for that partnership to start to, to connect those dots too. That's great. What about the community? What can they do to help? I mean, I'm sure people are watching things. I'm excited about this. Oh, yes, yes. I want to see it take off and expand and grow. And so what can we do? For sure. Yeah, we have so, you know, we envision for, you know, I'll speak for Harrison County, at least that, you know, we envision actually even kind of um, Central Kitchen and more. We, you know, we're seeing, we're starting to have talks about even a new kind of a holistic food system. How can we really begin to kind of tie all this together? And that would also include food pantries. And that would, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many facets of this. And so, uh, you know, I think that in many cases, it's just starting to kind of hold that, hold the vision of, you know, I kind of call it like this food utopia for lack of a better word, but I really feel like that's what we're starting to step into is where, you know, where, where we have, we have access to all that we need. And, and, and there are so many people I think that even want to grow or people who are just having their own home gardens and want to be able to, where can I take my extra produce to? Yes. Those are the types of 
I believe gaps that we're starting to talk about and want to fill here locally in our county. And so then that becomes more of that like central hub um, where we uh, where we're kind of coordinating food. I think John Paul and I've talked about this before too, but you know we're now um, this is not a part of my organization, but an, an um, Central West Virginia Community Action in Clarksburg, you know, they're in the process of bringing on a food coordinator. I mean, this is so dreamy because we've been wanting this for a couple of years and planning for it. So, you know, this food coordinator is going to help with all the local coordination of the food and and start to help to kind of build plans. And um, man, I mean, that's just, and, and help to improve access. That's big. I mean, John Paul, we've talked about, you know, bringing in, um, you know, those food trucks um, you know, uh, Mountaineer Food Bank, bringing in those and, 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 and sharing that with the community. So it's, you know, we're going to kind of take all these ideas and start to really act, you know, put them into action. Um, and this food coordinator is going to help and make a big difference in that. And she's amazing too. So it's, it's going to be awesome. I think it's easier than ever to, to get access to these foods. You know, I, I recall when I was a kid, you know, when you would go to Kroger, if, strawberries weren't in season you didn't have strawberries or at least that's how I remember it um now you get strawberries around the clock which um worries me a little bit where it's coming from but at the same time um you know being able to get fruits and vegetables um around the year is just so we're fortunate to be able to do that and um the popularity of um you know these pop-up markets I mean it's remarkable there's one in Bridgeport one in Clarksburg the one in Morgantown's ginormous Um, so it's just really kind of nice if you're a food advocate you know a health food advocate um, right now you 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 hit it on the head it is kind of like a fruit utopia and and we're getting closer and closer to being able to support the types of things that we're promoting which is healthy living healthy eating and so, um, you know, kudos to you for, for being able to do that. And then also, uh, you know, as you're talking, um, you've done so much, you know, I, I'm thinking about Healthy Kids Inc. You know, that's such a cool website where people can go and they can watch a chef make food and, um, you know, with ingredients that are local and from scratch. And, and so there's a lot of overlap in the things that you're doing. And so I'm sure for you, it's great because you put so much time and energy in all these separate projects, but they're really kind of coming to fruition right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's all, it, it, you're right. It is all starting to kind of come together. It's, it's very fun to see. And, you know, I, there, there is, like we were saying, this kind of interest and desire uh, for more. You know, I, I put this out to, um, to a local, to, I, I kind of share this with my local friends. I was like, well, what is a food utopia like to you? I mean, what would that look like to you? And, you know, everybody has a different feeling for what a food utopia might look like. But what I found is that it's so simple. Like what they're asking for is they want, they want to learn how to can. They want to learn how to can or freeze fruits and vegetables so they can eat them all year long. They want to, they want, they would love to go to classes and learn about how do you work with fresh herbs? How do you make tinctures? How do you create these, you know, you know, how, how can you heal your body with, you know, with herbs and just whatever you may find, you know, um, on the land. 
it, it, it was so much about just creating spaces for people to learn, come together. Can we have big community gardens where we're all growing and we all kind of get to share in it? Can we have it where people are cooking for us? You know, maybe we grow it and somebody cooks it for us. These, none of these ideas are crazy outlandish. It's all so doable. I mean, and, and so I feel like that's about where we're stepping into with food is, you know, it's these little things that just make such a big difference in empowering people. Um, so anyway, I, that's what I feel like we're starting to create here. I'd actually, I really feel like it will, it, it is becoming a food utopia. Exciting. Amy, as somebody who's constantly uh, recruiting businesses to come to the area, you frequently highlight the uh, different levels of interest from the different topics we have on, on uh, Change Your State podcast. In what ways do you think the things that Mandy is doing equates to the economic value that businesses could get from moving here? I think it's huge. I mean, health for one, of course, you know, they look for a healthy area and we haven't ranked the greatest over the past few years, but it's also quality of life because this is, it's exciting, it's fun. You could get involved, um, all different areas. And you, know, you talk about, buying local, using local, getting involved, the classes that you're talking about, getting the kids involved at an early age um, in the cooking. They love to cook. Almost every child loves to cook and it's creating. It's, it's almost like a craft that they get to make. So um, love the idea. I want to see it in every county. I think this would be good. And whatever we Absolutely. can do to help with that, the, yeah. these are the, the kind of things that companies want to see. This is where you want to locate. This is where you want your family to be raised and um, we want to have more activities like this, more involvement, because mm -hmm. it's the end result. The end result is a healthy community. For sure. For sure. Well, I, we are right at one o'clock, and that flew by because nice. <laughs> I think oh, a few other questions so I nice. have. But now this was this was great. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add, John Paul, something to add before we do our closing because it it really did fly. No, just I, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Mandy. Great job. Uh, really doing a great job advocating for many of the things that, you know, are part of our mission at Healthy Harrison. So thank you. And thank you for serving on our board. And of, of course, if there are any ways that you could do a last second pitch, whether it's for to, you know, draw people's attention to a specific website or uh, follow you on Instagram, whatever it may be, go ahead and do it because I know that uh, we definitely want to keep a close eye on these projects. Yeah. Yes. And how they can get involved, what are the next steps or what, what yeah, can they for do? Sure. They can absolutely just email me if they want. It's just Mandy at healthykidsinc.com is one way to reach me. Um, yeah. And of course on social media um, too. Yeah. Or, or jump out, reach out to you. I mean, however, I mean, it's all, we'll, we, we stay in touch often. And if you feel inspired by this or excited, then that's perfect because you're likely a part of this in some way. I mean, this is all of us, you know, together, we're just getting this, you know, kind of off the ground and getting it started. There's so many aspects of this that I think we're going to be building out over the coming years. And, um, again, we're just getting off the ground, but what is happening here locally feels very unique. And I think it will actually be a model for the state. I feel this holistic kind of food hub. And again, this food utopia is starting to unfold. I mean, I, the next few years are going to be very exciting. Oh, good. Yeah. Mandy, thank, thank you, you again. Really appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you. Thank you both. It's kind of hard to listen to this and not get excited or <laughs> want to know more. Just Next time you come back, we demand samples, though. When you started talking about <laughs> the mango, it. pineapple, rice thing, I, I was, you know, 
We'll do it. I was ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> and you talked about the kids. I'm thinking of adults. I truly am. Like, right. Beans are my yeah. worst. I can eat anything besides beans. And I thought, I can eat those yeah. the way that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. you'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Thank you it. both. Thank, Thank you. you. And thanks, everyone, for joining us today for Healthy Harrison Podcast. It is our goal to change your state of mind and ultimately change the state here in West Virginia. If you want to know more, um, please visit healthyharrison.org or visit the Healthy Harrison Facebook page and give us a like. You'll find lots of support and you can even stream past episodes of our podcast on Facebook page. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, WVU Medicine United Hospital Center, Western University, the State Journal, WestVirginianews.com, and Interaction Media. So on behalf of Healthy Harrison, John Paul and I would like to thank you for joining us today. John Paul, it was a pleasure having you here today. Thanks. It it's harder than it looks. I will say that. I, <laughs> I will probably pass out on the couch after this. And it, I, yeah, I just admire a lot of admiration for you, Gary and Brock. You guys do a great job every week. But um, yeah, I'm going to fall over right after we sign off. No, it was off a treat here, so. having you. Hopefully, we'll be back again. So. Oh, thanks. thanks so thanks. we'll be back next week. Uh, I think Brock is joining me next week. And you guys have a great weekend. It's a beautiful day. So bye bye, everyone.